Since the dawn of time, we as designers have been trying to perfect the compression garment. Whether it is in the old style corsets that were based off of these very tightly and intricately woven fabrics, or it is in the more modern seamless leggings, sports bras, compression garments that we see that aim to provide functional performance, compression has always been at the forefront of what we do. Even knitted fabrics from the early part of the century have trouble retaining their shape after they do stretch. If you look at a 100% cotton t-shirt, when it does stretch, even if it's a single jersey or a double jersey knit, over a prolonged period of time, it tends to lose its shape. So how do we overcome this? How do we and how have we created compression garments that not only are able to draw the shape of the physique to stay skin tight, but throughout the life cycle of the garment, not lose that stretchability? Well, this has to do with one miraculous fiber that we've implemented recently into these garments, and this is that of elastane or spandex. So in sportswear, by adding elastane, we'll be able to engineer fabrics that sit very closely to the surface of the skin and provide subtle compression, but using the amount or by fine-tuning the amount of elastane in the fiber composition, in the fabric composition, we're able to fine-tune how much shape retention, how much stretch the garment is able to perform on the wear. There's two main things that you need to know when it comes to compression. It's how tight the garment is cut to the surface of the skin and how much elastane is added to a specific fiber in order to allow for stretchability. There's two main forms of stretch or compression that we see and both of those have to do with how much elastane is offered. We have comfort stretch and we have power stretch. When it comes to comfort stretch, this is any type of fabric that has between a two to 5% elastane composition in its overall fiber composition. And this is typically for garments that are either athletically fitted, relaxed or oversized that need a subtle amount of stretch. Anything that is intended to be skin tight for a prolonged period of time usually is going to tend to be within the realm of a power stretch configuration, which ranges between 14 to 20%. So there is a fine line between adding stretch and also retaining softness and overall comfort for the wear. Just as we have two main types of stretch, we actually have three different levels or three different types of compression. These types of compression are afforded by a blend of the fiber itself, also the type or the type of yarn that is used. So there's a variety of different scenarios that we see. The first scenario is going to be the compression that is brought forth by rigid fabrics. So these are fabrics that are based off of a rigid construction. The second type of compression comes from that of rib knit fabrics. This affords a natural stretchability to the garment because of the way that the yarns are brought together in their knitted formation. Knits, unlike weaves, actually have inherent stretchability just because of the looser nature of how the weft and the warp yarns are arranged together. Last but not least is your main level of compression, the compression that we see in this day and age, which is your elastic yarns. This is where an elastic fiber such as elastane or spandex is brought into the composition to bring in stretchability and shape retention. So when it comes to elastic fibers, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. One thing to note is because spandex is a petroleum-based compound, it's a plastic. This makes it much less sustainable and much less eco-friendly just because of the fact that the actual construction and fabrication process adds microplastics into our water supply. At the same time, Plastics are known for not being sustainable because of their lack of biodegradability. The plastics that we put into our landfills will end up being there for a long, long time. One thing to note as well is that there is a limitation in what you can do with fabrics that have a high percentage of, not of spandex in them because of the added plastic compound. You tend to not be able to subject these types of fabrics to high levels of heat, especially in the production process, because you end up wearing away or diminishing the elasticity of the fabric as it melts and as it hardens. Well guys, that is it. That is a wrap on compression. 
by the end of this episode, you should be an absolute pro when it comes to compression fabrics, how to treat compression and how to look at different levels of compression depending on the use case scenario of the garment. If you have any further questions for me, leave them in the comments below. But if you want to ask them to me personally and you want my opinion on how you can bring in compression garments into your range, but also how to select the right types of fabrics so that you have that perfect balance of stretchability, durability, and overall sustainability in the process. Well, check the link in the description. I offer one-on-one -on -one consultation calls every single week, and although slots are extremely limited, I am happy to hop on that at your earliest convenience. Guys, I say this every single week from the very bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Fit Design TV. Subscribe and keep tuned for future episodes where we discuss all things sports design, graphic design, manufacturing, logistics. We teach you how to scale your business, how to get to the next level as apparel brand. And we pull in from over 10 years of experience working with 1,000 different brands and we will get you to where you want to go. So thank you so much. And until next week, stay awesome.